Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. 2015 all over again. Slightly different form of the game, but it is a World Cup final, and it is Australia against New Zealand. As we well know, it will be in Dubai. 3 a.m. Monday morning and uh, a bloke who knows all about that kind of confrontation on the very biggest stage at all is our teammate here at uh, SENZ, uh, Grant Elliott. He's part of the commentary team along with Daniel McCarty who will be calling that grand final for you 3 a.m. Monday morning. Good morning to you, Grant Elliott. Um, I've said myself, uh, uh, it's the final I want to see us win, but I'm not quite sure it's the one I want to see us play all of a sudden. (laughs) <laughs> Morning, Smitty. Great to be on the show. Um, yeah, I sort of, I did call it. I said that this would be my ideal um, lineup: is beating England and then having Aussie in the final. However, with the news of Devin Conway having that broken metacarpal, I or fractured metacarpal, I sort of feel like, oh, you know, we're going to have the balance of our team thrown out a bit, and we saw that in the first game when we lost to Pakistan. Ferguson couldn't play and suddenly, you know, Seifert came in and we didn't have that pace bowler. This isn't the case now. Now it's the, the batting that we're going to have to look to shuffle as well as our keeper. So a little bit unsettling, especially after what Devin Conway did. Um, however, I do feel like, you know, New Zealand's in a good headspace, but as is Australia, I don't think they expected to have made the final going in here. I didn't think that they were playing particularly well. Um, and they seem to have got some momentum, especially um, with one of their match winners, which is David Warner. You know, Grant, when you, you're part of a team and, and you lose one of your key players, I mean, it happens. Uh, this is a freakish way to lose, and I, I would imagine Devin Conway's feeling quite sick about the whole thing, but uh, you put a brave face on, but I think there's a little space of your of your mind that thinks, wow, um, that is, that's a bad blow for us, and we've got to find something really, really extra about that. And I'm sure that's probably, well, you won't see it outwardly, but inwardly, he's been that good, Conway, so quickly. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll be feeling that. Yeah, I think it's not not only the fact that it's Devon, um, because I think we've got some amazing players in that team. And as we've said before, we, we're having a golden era of New Zealand cricket at the moment. It's great to be a Black Caps fan. But the fact that, Devin Conway's a left-hander as well, I think is very significant because we know that spinners have, have operated well um, through the middle. Um, it does mean for Aussie that maybe they, they do bring in someone like Ashton Agar, potentially, take it away from the right-handers. Um, but Adam Zampa's bowling beautifully. He's 
top, uh, well, he's got the, the um, second most wickets in the tournament. He's at 12, um, and uh, he, he got 5 for 19, the best bowling figures of, of the tournament. So how will we counter Zampa throughout the middle? I think having that left-hander was a real bonus in Devon, which is maybe why Gary Stead batted him at four, was to counter spin. He plays spin well. You can manipulate the bowling with the right hand and left hand at the crease and just rotate the strike without taking too much risk and hopefully getting, you know, six to eight and over without losing wickets. So that's a massive blow in terms of the strategy and how you play it. And obviously the man that will come in, I'll be surprised if it won't be Tim Cypher. Um, but if he does come in, um, he normally opens the batting. We saw him in the first game, he batted in the middle, uh, but he'll have a role mm. to play. So how Gary Stead sort of juggles that batting order will be interesting. Can I look at ask you honestly about um, the last two performances? I mean, the run chasing and the hitting has been outstanding. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, Nisham's uh, little cameo and then Mitchell finishing it off. Uh, and then you look at what happened with Stoinis and Wade just a couple of hours ago. How good's the bowling been in those situations? I can I ask you that? Yeah, I haven't seen too much of the, the Australian game, but I will say in the, the England game, which I, I watched um, with New Zealand, I felt that they were they had made the, the team plan and they were content in going back of the length and short um, and changes of pace. Whereas actually, you know, to James Neesham, who changed the game on England, I thought James Neesham's innings was the real catalyst to us winning, and then it was finished off beautifully by Daryl Mitchell. But they bowled back of a length to, to James Neesham, who could get underneath the delivery. And, you know, even though Nassau Hussain said there wasn't a lot of due there, you could tell that it maybe did skid on a little bit more. And when they bowled the Yorker, it wasn't put away. So I feel like England, when they look back at that, they'll say, we should have bowled more Yorkers. And it'll be very interesting to see if either of these teams are in that situation whether they go to Yorkers or back-of-a-length deliveries. And the reason why they've been going back-of-a-length deliveries is just because of the inconsistency of bounce and pace. And when you listen to the commentators talk about it, they say, and having been over there three months ago, you do get tufts of grass in places, and then you'll just get, you know, just sand with, with no grass covering. So when it does hit that, um, the, the gravel side of it, it'll slow up, and when it hits the grass, it speeds on and skids on. So there's different pace and, and bounce in the pitch, which is, makes it difficult for middle-order batters to, to actually play um, you know, through the line. And that's why it's, we see the guys that have success actually get themselves in, and they face you know, between 25 to 30 balls before they actually start looking fluent. Mm. It's, a, it's an interesting point, actually. I heard Nasser Hussain in commentary the other night saying a lot of bowlers are a little bit hesitant now about trying for Yorkers because the margin for error is so small. It can become a, a shin-high full toss, which is gettable, and then it becomes a half volley if it's just shy of the mark as well. So that's, that's a lot of them are now are, are tending to steer away from it. But if you get it right, it's, a, it's unhittable. It's unhittable over the fence. Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that it's, it's the delivery that under pressure as a bowler, that's where you, that's where you earn your money is those pressure situations where you know that a Yorker will deliver the goods. You have to absolutely nail it. And, I mean, these guys practice it. Chris Jordan is one of the best bowlers of a Yorker um, in the world, you know, arguably. 
and he went to back of the length. And that, that over that he bowled to Nishan changed the game. And I think he bowled one Yorker. And the one Yorker he bowled was a league bite that smashed into mm. Nishan's pad. And you wonder why he didn't go there more often. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know that a lot of players have gone away from Yorker, but there are different ways that you can bowl a Yorker. You can bowl a wide Yorker, take it away from the arc of the player. You can bowl it in at the pads. Um, so, yeah, if you've got a bowler that can bowl those Yorkers at the deck, and I think that New Zealand, I'll be surprised if we don't go down that route, especially to Australia. I think that, you know, you do have to mix it up. You can't become too predictable with the Yorker, and I think that that's when it gets dangerous. But the Yorker is, as you say, you know, the safest delivery to bowl if you can execute it. A hesitant Australian, a hesitant Australian sportsman is gettable, very gettable. Uh, a confident one is, uh, well, it, it's a lot tougher. It simply is. You know that. I know that. But uh, where do you think now, having got themselves out of a deep hole through some batting brilliance uh, later this, uh, earlier this morning, where do you think they'll sit now in their mindset against New Zealand, uh, New Zealand Australia's team? Oh, I, th- I think the Australian cricket team, as I said, going into this competition, I don't think that they were in a good space. They didn't have great combinations. However, now you look at their team and you go, OK, well, you know, Finch has got runs. Uh, suddenly, Warner's started getting runs. The only two batters in their lineup who are due is Smith and Maxwell. Um, and, mm. I mean, they know that they've got match winners. I think Australia, you know, you look at their team, bowling and batting, they've got some serious match winners. I think New Zealand, when they play as a collective, I think that we're unbelievable and we have played as a collective throughout the whole tournament. Everyone's contributed. Um, I think it's going to be a great game, Smitty. And dare I say it, the only thing I'm worried about is the toss. I I can't understand why this game is... um, It's 3 a.m. in New Zealand, so I don't know what time it is in in Dubai, but um, those games, the, the latter part of the day the team batting second has always had a little bit of an advantage. So I think it should have been more of a day game or earlier on in the day um, to even things out with the toss because I think the toss is going to be crucial, particularly in Dubai, because Dubai tends to give more bounce than Sheikh Zayed and Sharjah. So, you know, you get away with it batting second or the stats don't really, um, you know, align too much to the, the team batting second, whereas at Dubai it does because you get more bounce which means that you can get underneath it and, you know, get more elevation on, on the ball at the, yeah. the back half of the innings when you, you're striking it. So that does worry me a bit, the toss. Um, I sort of feel like potentially team that wins the toss wins the game, but it's finals cricket and there's match winners in both teams. So um, it's going to be an exciting final. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to calling it. Uh, well, we're looking forward to listening to you call it too, mate. So, um, uh, yeah, Get ready for it. It's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be spectacular, whatever. And uh, our guys have been absolutely brilliant. And if they can overcome this, uh, this team in yellow, this, uh, this mental thing that they've had over us on big occasions, uh, then we win it. And that, w- that would be, uh, I think, absolutely fantastic. And enjoy, the- enjoy it, mate. I-, I know it'll bring back a lot of memories for you. So enjoy it while you can. Hey, well, Smithy, before you go, I actually need some advice. I've mm. never called a final before. And obviously you're... <laughs> voice has been over the airwaves uh, throughout your career. What av- what advice are you going to give me and Snake McCarty for the final? He's already aggressive. Wow. He, he's not too sure yeah. about facing Aussies. 
Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a pretty hard job to, to call it the way you're calling it um, off tube as well. So because you don't, I, I, env- I don't envy you because you don't actually get the, the actual effects and you, don't, you aren't able to sit there and see what's happening off camera shot around the ground. So it's a really tough skill that you, you guys are developing and doing very well. Um, I, I just think you, you just enjoy it, mate. And, and, and just, be, just be Grant Elliott. Just be Grant Elliott. Don't be don't try and be Richie Benno or anything like that. Just be yourself, man, and, and let your feelings come at it. Let your feeling, let your, let us hear your, your ups and let us hear your downs and let us live the moment with you. That's all I want to. Don't be don't be too over researched about it. Just go with it. It's T Twenty cricket, man. That's what I would do. Well, thanks, Smitty. Well, I hope it's going to be a day of great elation because, as you say, 2016 World Cup, we lost in the final, so. It is a little bit of um, deja vu, and I hope that New Zealand can get up. <laughs> That'll make me ecstatic. Yeah, 2 a.m. our coverage begins, so you better get some sleep um, some stage on Sunday <laughs> afternoon, mate. All the best. We'll enjoy it. Enjoy it. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Grant Elliott there, of course, uh, the man who propelled us to a World Cup final with that magnificent uh, piece of action at Eden Park. A great innings that was under pressure. And that's the kind of thing we're going to have to look at to uh, performing under pressure. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's getting closer. Um, it, uh, it didn't look like likely after we lost to Pakistan, but we've made a, a great progression throughout this tournament. We fully deserve to be in the final, but it's against the old foe.